1: Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan Tuesday broadcast with one of the best producers in the world, Superfly Hayes. Taking care of me, producing the show, and taking care of you, the audience. Inside this hour, King George Blaha, the first, will join us. We'll talk Michigan State football, Pistons offseason. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com national NFL columnist. The NFL is back. On Thursday, Aaron Rodgers and the Browns, Jeff Striegel, voice of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network, also the man that runs Berlin Raceway in Marne, just west of GR, Thursday night, national and worldwide TV coverage, the SRX Series, with an unbelievable lineup led by Tony Stewart. Phenomenal list of racers. I'm not sure if it's completely sold out. You can go to BerlinRaceway.com. I know the grandstands are sold out. There were some high-end pit passes I think you could purchase, but everything's moved so fast with this race. Biggest race in short track history in the state of Michigan. Go to BerlinRaceway.com. We'll talk to Striegel within the hour. We'll talk Lions Training Camp tigers and the mlb trading deadline james the game gemmel one of the great newsmen in radio history in michigan he works at the sister station for our flagship station 96 on the game in downtown gr he works at wood radio he said good luck to the tigers will be contenders in 10 years and that's our budweiser folds of honor huge question of the day They traded Lorenzen. That deal just went down before the top of the hour. Michael Lorenzen goes from the Tigers to the Phillies for second base prospect infielder Howie Lee. Verlander earlier this afternoon goes back to the Astros from the Mets. Scherzer's already went to the Rangers. Not a lot of big names outside of the Verlander deal earlier. So you're the Tigers. If you don't spend money this offseason, and you're going to hope guys like Mize bounce back from injuries and young players come up through your system, they may be worse off a year from now than they are right now if they don't go spend money on a couple of veteran starters third baseman, and another outfielder. Two bats, two starters. They have to. Tigers fans, uh, how long has this rebuild been going on? And seriously, since the Tiger, you know, that 06 to 2014, they gave us one of the great runs we've ever seen in Tigers history. Should have won a couple of World Series. So you're pushing into 2024 now next year with selling at the deadline. You're on a 10-year rebuild? Kind of like the Pistons, which we'll get into with George Baja. I, I do believe hiring Monty, the talent they have, that they're moving in the right direction. Matter of fact, King George Baja, voice of Michigan State football, which we'll get to the Spartans in the upcoming football season. And also TV voice of your Detroit Pistons is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Great, Huge. How are you today? Doing good. We'll get to Michigan State in the upcoming season in a moment. But your thoughts on since the end of the last TV game you did, the end of this past regular season, looking at everything that they've done as a franchise, uh, how would you describe where the Pistons are at right now? And I'm talking everything they've done uh, since the regular season ended.
2: Well, I think they got the guy they wanted in the draft, Osar Thompson, uh, they, they wanted somebody who could defend uh, on the perimeter, was a good athlete, uh, maybe even an exceptional athlete. That's what they're hoping anyway. And, and the young man showed some of that in Summer League. And uh, I also think uh, they found a, a head coach who's been a rock-solid regular season winner and who seems to be a motivator, so... Uh, I like what they did there. And I don't know this. For my, for my sake, they brought in two guys I've always been a fan of. Love watching Joe Harris. Uh, and, you know, I love to watch Monte Morris play. So the, 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 they may not be, wow, free agent acquisitions, but Morris never turns it over, and he's a very good player. And uh, Joe Harris, a starter on a team expected to win, had to make shots. I mean, he had to make shots, otherwise he was going to be on the bench, and uh, and he did just that. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens. In, the, in fact, I'm more than kind of. I'm very excited to see what happens in in camp and in preseason and when they get this thing rolling. And of course, it goes without saying that uh, you're almost. Cade Cunningham is almost like an off acquisition. You almost didn't didn't have it all last year, basically, and Jaden Ivy. Uh, certainly had a chance to shine last year. There, there are a lot of good players. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. they said, you know, uh, in the NBA, everybody has NBA players. That's why they say, well, some college team might beat an NBA team. Well, college team might have one or two NBA players. NBA teams have 15 of them. But you also need, uh, I think, legitimate NBA rotation players, not NBA fringe players, <clears throat> and now I think the Pistons probably have um, eight or nine, maybe even nine or ten of those, and it, it takes that to be consistently competitive uh, in, in the big show.
1: Yeah, if they stay healthy, and you know, I was looking at their roster, knowing you were going to be on the show today and just going through the depth chart. so you got Cade, Monte Morris, Killian Hayes, at your point guard position, talk about depth. Uh, yeah. Jaden Ivey uh, Burks and Harris can go from the shooting guard to the small forward As Sir Thompson uh, you can mix and match you got Bogdanovich one of the better shooters in the league Stu who got the big deal uh, Duran, who was one of the great surprises in the NBA last year and Wiseman uh, can run the floor That, that that's a pretty when, when I go to 10 like you said 9 I, I go to 9, 10 or 11 hmm. that, that's pretty solid King George I
2: agree and and I really, uh, really was impressed with Jalen Duran last year. I thought he kept his cool and uh, proved night in and night out that, uh, despite his youth, he's NBA capable. And I really like James Wiseman. He's a good guy to top it all off, and I think he's very happy to get a chance in Detroit. And I don't think he's going to let anybody down. This is this guy was a high draft choice for a reason. Now he has a chance as a healthy player and part of somebody's rotation uh, to prove what he can do in the NBA.
1: And also Sasser, just a guy that could give you some tough old school meets new school bad boy minutes. I love him. Out of Houston, he's still got livers, yeah. who is just trying to stay healthy. So now we're almost formulating the roster as we talk.
2: Exactly. You're up to 13 or 14 right. anyway, I think, huge. and 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 there's, you know, there's reason to be not just optimistic but positive, really, about almost all those guys.
1: And you throw in, you got a, a coach of the year from 2022, I think, if I'm not wrong. Uh, less than you know, 14 months from being NBA coach of the year, he, you know, he's 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 flipping the franchise. A lot of people are new names are in away from the court and. He's running the show. I love it. I think all these moves come together. They should be a play-in tournament team if they stay healthy. I'm not talking about the midseason tournament. I'm talking playoff play-in tournament team if they stay healthy.
2: I agree. It'd be I'd be surprised, in fact, if they're not a play-in team. I look Uh, and and I see
1: 500. I really do. I I see, you know, again, you know, high 30s, you know, 500 to be what, 82 games, 41-41. i I really healthy with their depth because the one thing you don't see on a lot of teams, George, and you've been around the NBA a lot longer than all of us, you you don't see the depth that the Pistons are rolling out to start the season.
2: Exactly. Well, I think this is very interesting as you and I go through – the players, and when we finished talking, we at least had 11 or 12 guys who, uh, who we were excited to see, felt like there was a reason uh, to want to watch them play again. And so they have enough players. Absolutely they have enough. Now it's uh, Monty Williams' job to figure out who plays where and how many minutes.
1: Yeah, and yeah, we didn't talk about Burks. That would be at like 14. They're, they're basically your roster. Seriously. I mean, for the team,
2: uh, I love Alec Burks too. He's really uh, the kind of kind of guy you want on your team. He's a uh, he's, he's a, in many ways old school, tough, but he's positive and he's not he's not afraid of uh, anything out there.
1: You know what I'm seeing because guys all struggle. They you know they can't knock down the shot in in the Pistons championship teams. I'm not going to say they're going to win an NBA title, but you know in the NBA that the most important thing you need. Uh, from guys off the bench, it's just simple. It's really easy basketball math. You need guys who can go grab 12, 14 points when your starters aren't hitting and guys who can clear the boards, play some defense, and help in transition. And that that was the motto of old school and new school bad boys. I'm not saying there's enough defense here yet, something they need to do, but I, I like some of the style I'm seeing coming together. It's not a finished product. Exactly.
2: there. And I think they're tough enough. you still got to learn to be as fundamentally sound as you need to be defensively. Uh, but you got to be able to take some bumps and bruises and, uh, and bloody noses if you're going to play defense in this league. And and these guys are tough enough to do that.
1: I will say from watching Summer League, and again, I think defense has outlawed basketball defense <laughs> in the state of Nevada <laughs> during Summer League. Uh, but a Sir Thompson and... And what Weaver said, uh, I think it was the day after the draft, where he, already he's going to lock him up with the best wing scorer on the opposition. Now, what was interesting, what caught my attention after the draft, was that Weaver was actually talking defense.
2: Yeah, and, and he knows he probably has to be talking defense. And, and, and frankly, that's what he wanted. With He wanted somebody to be able to do that. Uh, with his top pick in the draft, and he got him.
1: Yeah, you look at Thompson, and you look at and again, you know, Monty Williams. They didn't play a lot of defense uh, in Phoenix, but you, you you brought a veteran coach in with a ton of young talent. You you hit the right guy you needed. It was a total need pick, and if they stay healthy, it's going to be fun to watch in downtown Detroit. George Blaha, voice TV voice of your Detroit Pistons. Joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, also uh, getting set for another season, calling Spartan football on the Michigan State Radio Network. Uh, As you're talking to your Spartan friends, coaches, people inside East Lansing, uh, what's the vibe you're getting on this team?
2: Well, Huge, you just talked piston defense, and you know Michigan State when they have been uh, championship caliber team or a very, very competitive, uh, winning Big Ten team. They have always played big, tough, nasty defense. And they've struggled because they didn't have enough players on that side of the ball for one reason or another. And I think they have enough now. And I think they're going to be excellent in the front seven. And and they have enough people in the secondary uh, to play uh Top notch Big Ten defense if they can, as Nick Saban used to say, affect the quarterback. And I believe they have enough guys to affect the quarterback, but the transfer portal guys and, and the players returning, uh, they're an awful lot of defenders here.
1: Yeah, I, I think their whole, uh, this entire offseason, early in on CMU is no pushover in their opener on Friday night, September 1st at Spartan Stadium, but. Uh, who will be their playmakers? You lose Thorn, you lose Coleman, and you know, I know Kim's the leading guy right now, at least what they're saying a QB, but uh, who's going to score your points? Who's going to change a game with one play? They're going to need to find those guys in a hurry on the offensive side of the football for the Spartans.
2: Well, they have a- an awful lot of young talented wide receiver. and you know <clears throat> wide receivers are confident guys. If they're not, they're probably not going to get a Division one scholarship. And uh, there, they want to see who's going to throw the ball to them right now. Well, right now is right now. These guys are all going to get a great opportunity. And they have a good veteran in Trey Mosley. And, uh, you know, they have Alante Brown transferring in from Nebraska. And they also have Montori Foster, Christian Fitzpatrick, uh, Antonio Gates, uh, all ready to to catch the ball, and Tyrell Henry, the uh, cat quick uh, res, uh, return man, uh, is going to get a legitimate shot at whiteout too. So, uh, I think there are enough guys there. Noah Kim's been a winner. He he only lost twice, as Mel Tucker says, when he was in high school. One in one game he was hurt, so maybe that shouldn't even count. And that that's what he has prided himself in. He could make. Winning plays. Well, now he gets a chance to do it, and and I think there's no question he will be uh, the starting quarterback for this team. But uh, there, there's you know, Caden Hauser right behind him, and Caden Hauser is a legitimate. Uh, if you've seen him, as I have been able to do, throw the ball in practice, he's got a great arm, and you know he's he's got all the attributes you want. And a big-time quarterback, so he's just waiting in the wings. And he will see some time, I think, on the field this fall.
1: Is MSU still giving you your private helicopter where you can hover? It's kind of like a quasi-drone helicopter, King George on the side, where you can watch a practice from above because you're that big to the school, right?
2: Well, no choppers anymore. I did. <laughs> it wasn't Michigan State, I don't think. I can't remember who did that, but I did take a chopper once. From uh, Metro Airport, I flew in from a Piston game in Florida and came up on a chopper, and they had a helicopter pad at state police headquarters near the stadium. And that's one of the most memorable things ever. You, you, you reminded me, of, it was Michigan-Michigan State Day at Spartan Stadium, and the entire stadium was already full when, when we flew in. I got to the booth like five minutes before kickoff, The thing was full of people, and there were throngs all around the stadium. You could barely get to the stadium, even with a uh, siren and all that, from uh, a state police car, and everybody was either wearing green or white or uh, yellow or blue. That's an amazing day for the state of Michigan sports fans. I love it.
1: Yeah, they can call Cade Cunningham motorcade, but George Blaha had the motorcade after the helicopter landed to get to the booth to call a game. For Michigan, Michigan State on the Spartan Radio Network. That's why I call him King George Blaha uh, the first. My man, I'm glad you're feeling well. Looking forward to hearing you on the Spartan Network. And I can't wait to watch the Pistons. I'm really, between Monty Williams higher, looking at this roster, assistance that Williams brought in, I think they're sitting in the best position they've been in in a decade, if not more.
2: It's exciting. I agree with you, Huge. It's always good to be
1: on with you. Yeah, take care. Be safe, my man. King George uh, Yeah, You f- as well. Yeah. Talking about his motorcade. I drop. He goes, oh, that reminds me. I did take a chopper coming. <laughs> oh, excuse me, George. I'm not a helicopter fan. I'm not. Only time you're going to see me up with one of those if AeroMed needs to take me to the hospital. So what I say yesterday? Sharks. Bears, snakes, like I watch that Naked and Afraid, I'm lasting all of 20 seconds. I'm tapping out. Oh, you're not tough enough. No, no. You know what rough it is for me? It's a hotel that only has one level but still has cable TV and I can watch the games. And has local delivery for pizza, pizza. Or barbecue. Or wings. Oh, you don't want to rough it. No. I'll go to my good friend Brad Frank. I'll get an RV. I'd park an RV out there. Bears still could open. I'm watching all these videos now where these bears know how to open car doors. How do you teach that to the little cubs? How do you open up car doors if you're a bear? Then they showed the one bear was backing up with his hands up. He looked like a dancing bear. How do these bears learn that? I'm serious. Get people are like, oh, I'm going through the Yellowstone experience. Really good. You want a bison charging you or the bear eating you? What a summer getaway! Ah, oh, look at the beauty. It's Yosemite. It's Yellowstone. Yeah, you know what? I'll watch it on. National Geographic or Smithsonian Channel. I love those. Oh, America from the air. Yeah, I'll watch that. Had too many encounters with bears. Alligators. Let's go swimming down in Florida. Oh, excuse me. What about that sign that says don't swim? Uh, Natural habitat includes alligators, water, moccasins. Sure, let me dive right in to freshen up. John in Grand Rapids, listening to 96.1. The game, I assume, drops a comment on the Hughes text changes. Text the word Hughes at twenty-one thousand. Are you afraid of everything? No. I don't do bears, snakes, alligators, wolves. Oh, Montana looks beautiful. I was talking to Brian Presley, the guy that produced and starred in the movie Touchback, that was filmed in Coopersville. Home of Don Patton. He said, like, yeah, come out, man. We can go. I got, I got the four-wheelers or, you know, with the wife and the kids, we can go hiking through the mountains. I'm like, hmm, I'm good. I'm, it's, it's beautiful. I love watching it on Yellowstone. Oh, that's nice. Look. Oh, look at the beautiful scenery. Oh, how many more people are going to die in Yellowstone before somebody says something suspicious is going on? They're dumping bodies in the canyon like it's the waste disposal pit at a campground. Yeah, how you doing, man? It's Sheriff Johnson, Yellowstone. Yeah, right here. You know what? Uh, we've had 43 murders on your ranch, but can I get some of that coffee? Are they doing the five last episodes or is it completely done now? I think they're supposed to be in the fall, aren't there supposed to be like five last episodes. I like Yellowstone, but there re- reaches a point in these series where you're like, come on, how many more people? Oh, you're missing 10 ranch hands. They just disappeared. They went back to Texas. Really? You got a wheelbarrow going over the cliff at night. Sheriff drives by, goes, what are you guys doing out here? What's that wheelbarrow for, uh, that body? What's going on? Okay. It's like Barney Fife, 2023. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist, will get his thoughts on the storylines as training camps have opened across the National Football League, and we get football Thursday night. Rodgers and the Jets and the Browns. Frank Schwab will join us next. From Petoskey to Detroit, this
0: show is huge
3: Every Friday in August, win your share of sixty grand in premium play. Drawings each week from 7 to 11 p.m. And lucky guests every hour win up to $3,000 premium play. You won't want to miss $60,000 Duck, Duck, Duck. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
0: Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the huge show and exes and bros or just text golf to 21,000 to enter that's golf to 21,000 the trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light so grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for Michigan summers and great times always enjoy responsibly copyright 2023 Labatt USA Buffalo New York all rights reserved Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing
1: Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big-name guests, Budweiser, Folds of Honor, huge question of the day, with the Tigers just trading all-star Michael Lorenzen to the Phillies for a second base minor league prospect. Rodriguez should go here before the deadline in less than 90 minutes. So at what point, with another rebuild lurking ahead, will the Tigers be an American League championship contender again? You can answer that question at, what, 866-838-4843? That's, what, 866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. At HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE at 21,000. NFL training camps continue. A lot of storylines out there. The running backs are uniting for bigger money. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national columnist. When it comes to the NFL, he's standing by on the Hued show across Michigan. Welcome back, Frank. Hey, what's going on? Uh, what would you say uh, is the storyline? To me, it seems to be disgruntled running backs right now.
3: Yeah, that's kind of taking over, and especially with the guys who – are either holding out or unhappy? Jonathan Taylor situation went from zero to sixty in a uh, you know in a couple seconds it seemed over the weekend. Just crazy how you know the, the just that that whole relationship seemed to just sour immediately. And then you have Josh Jacobs still holding out, and even J.K. Dobbins, and then just the rest of the league you know complaining about how they're they're not paid well enough. So yeah, right now I think it's the core the running backs. We'll see. I mean once. Jacobs, Taylor, all these guys come back to camp, which I, I kind of assume they will. I, and that might die down a little bit. I think other than that, I, <laughs> to me anyway, the stories are in Rodgers. I mean, it just there's a lot of great stories coming into this year. I mean, the, the ton of them, actually. But Aaron Rodgers at age 40 going to the New York Jets, kind of following the same steps as Brett Favre, trying to bring that team to a Super Bowl for the first time since the 1968 season. To me, that's the most interesting storyline. They're the must watch team early in the season. But yeah, right now, the running backs are kind of taking up the oxygen in training camp.
1: Well, you know, I think when you look at uh, like Gibbs, a rookie who's, you know, openly talking about playing more receiver uh, than he has running back in training camp so far uh, with the Lions, and you can only read so much in training camp, but you look at McCaffrey, these dual threats. I. I I think if you're a running back now uh, in wide open offenses in the NFL, you have to have the ability to put up, you know, Alvin Kamara prime numbers uh, if you want to get paid. I think they're just not going to pay between the tackle guys anymore.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look and and you know, Derrick Henry might be kind of the last of his kind. I mean, he's right. he's not a guy who who is that du- dual threat guy. He can catch a ball just fine, but we know him as the two thousand yard rusher who the Tennessee Titans just put the offense on his back week in and week out. And he got paid. It worked out really well. I don't think the Tennessee Titans regret that. He's been super productive, but. There's not a lot of Derrick Henrys out there, and you know if uh, I mean it, it really it hit home to me. I heard somebody talking about, I can't remember who, but. I mean, Saquon Barkley and, and Jonathan Taylor and all these guys are struggling to get paid. And Cole Komet, of all people, gets like a $12, $13 million-a-year deal. Cole Komet is like the most anonymous tight end in the NFL. He's just a guy so far. And he's getting paid where running backs aren't. I don't know. And there's no solution to this. I mean, people throw out all these crazy ideas, but it's, it's just kind of one of those things where it stinks on a personal level for these running backs. I think they deserve you know to, to get the the contracts that that a lot of guys at other positions get they are you can't tell me Christian McCaffrey is not important to an offense or Saquon Barkley is he's easily the be- biggest part of the Giants' offense or Taylor or any of these guys but the market's just not there for them and there's there, I don't know what you do I really don't it's just kind of an unfortunate situation for these guys
1: yeah I think it's the evolution of the game that when you look at you know seven on seven. Uh, high school football will go even down to the youth level. You go into college. Uh, there aren't a lot of teams running You know, between the tackles. Most of the running teams out there are uh, the academies, Army, Navy, Air Force, who have to do it to compete. And the games just change that. You mentioned, Cole Komet, that there's more value on catching the football than there is running the football, even though most teams need a running game uh, when they get a lead to put a game away. Yeah, no doubt about
3: it. I mean, it's just the guys, it's a passing league now, and this is the thing. And I think one real situation you're going to see, and I, I mean, it, it sounds funny, but it's not. You're going to see a major talent drain at the running back position because the kids now, I mean, they're reading all these stories. If you're a 15-year-old kid who knows, hey, i got a future. I could be a five-star recruit. I'm not playing running back. Put me a corner. Put me at safety. Derek Henry today probably plays like outside linebacker, right? Like I just I it's going to create this kind of trickle-down effect where we're going to look up in 10 years and a lot of the top athletes who we normally see at running back, the you know Bijan Robinson's and all these guys, they're going to be playing different positions. And and so it's just going to keep snowballing where you're not going to see a lot of elite running backs in 10 years. I really truly believe this, that you're going to see a handful of guys because just, you know, I mean, it, it happens. We're running back's still glory position in high school and even college. But... I just think you're going to see a real big drop-off as this kind of continues to to, to evolve. I, it's going to be interesting, too, to see if some team, look, there, there might be a team out there that looks at market inefficiency and says, hey, you know what? If Christian McCaffrey's going to come cheap, we're going to build around Christian McCaffrey. We might, not, you know, we might not get 10 years out of him, but if, if you're going to underpay Jonathan Taylor, we'll we'll pay him, you know, not what he's maybe quote-unquote worth, but we'll pay him and we'll build our offense around him because all of a sudden there's a market inefficiency. It's going to be really interesting just to see how this all evolves.
1: Yeah, and also the wear and tear. And do they say it's four years for a running back and teams uh, move on because of the the beating you're taking running uh, between the tackles? Uh, It will be interesting uh, how it plays out and also as teams get – closer to the start of the season will somebody make a move for taylor and say you know he's the guy we need i kind of look at the lions and you got montgomery between the tackles you get gibbs the speedster who can catch uh, the ball and get in the space and it's the perfect combination they're sitting as good as anybody in the nfl right now with their running game in that great offensive line
3: yeah absolutely i, I mean I think that they're well stocked, but you look at other teams. <laughs> Who's to say the Kansas City Chiefs aren't like, well, hey, what do you want? I mean, who you know? I mean, there's a few teams where right. if you put Jonathan Taylor in their offense, like, whoa, this is the Buffalo Bills. Are you telling me? Well, Jonathan Taylor's a great player, and I'm a little biased. I'm a Wisconsin alum. I've watched his whole career, and he's he's been an unbelievable player since the moment he stepped on that campus. But I, I just think about some of these contenders, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they're notoriously kind of don't spend on running back. They kind of started this. The, the Philadelphia Eagles, if you look, have really not spent much money at all the running back position through the years. But they're also a very smart organization, and if they've had all this surplus of draft picks and these good drafts, maybe they say, you would call up Jim or say, say what, what would it take? Because he's not getting paid much this year. We can fit him. Uh, yeah, we might have to deal with uh, the ramifications of a uh, extension or whatnot, but I do wonder if one of these kind of upper-tier teams says, our window's not going to be open forever. We can add a, a legitimate dude for our uh, you know, for our backfield to replace an Isaiah Pacheco with a Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I mean, it could be really interesting. But the Colts might just say, no, he, why, why would we trade him? We're not paying him anything.
1: Frank Schwab, com national NFL columnist, joining us here on the HUGE Show across Michigan. Before I let you go... Uh, Based on your gut feeling, who will be the biggest riser in the NFL this year from what they did last year and who falls the furthest?
3: You know, uh, one team I really have my eye on is is Jacksonville, and I don't think that's a big secret to anybody. I mean, they did win the division last year, but I just think Trevor Lawrence is is ready to step in. I, I'm going to pick him to win MVP. I, I think he's just on the verge of superstardom. If you watched him at the end of last year, especially just if you got time to watch one game, go back and watch a Dallas game. I mean, you saw superstardom in that game with him leading them to that overtime win. I, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars take a big step. I'll tell you a team that, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have a huge improvement, but I think everybody's sleeping on the Packers. I think the Packers are just – nobody's giving them any chance because Jordan Love hasn't played. Well, does that mean Jordan Love stinks. Why, why do we just assume because Jordan Love hasn't played that he's not good? He He's a first-round pick. Like, he's got talent. He's been waiting for this opportunity. I think the Packers are going to surprise some teams – As far as a team, and I'm going to go way on a limb here, a team that I just am worried about is the 49ers. And nobody is. Look, I went through, you know, not that power rankings is an exact science, right? But if you look, each of the last four years, at least one team ranked in the top five of the power rankings before the season, the consensus power rankings, has missed the playoffs. Last year... The Packers missed the playoffs. The Buccaneers missed The Buccaneers were eight nine, didn't deserve to make the playoffs. There's another team in the top five that didn't make the playoffs either. And so, which is the team that's we're really hyping up this year? Is not going to make it. I worry about the Forty Nine ers. They, you know, you lose D'Amico Ryan's, you lose. Key players like Mike McClinchy, they're the right tackle. The quarterback situation, I don't know, is, is, is not a problem. Purdy played five games. Like, why do we assume that a guy coming off major elbow surgery with five games under his belt is a superstar? I don't think the 49ers are going to be terrible, but if there's one team I could say disappointing, it might be San Francisco.
1: You can follow Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com. Also, uh, S-C-H-W-A-B. Uh, Frank on uh, Twitter, good stuff, my man. I love it that football's back.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thursday. All same game. Look, it's crazy.
1: Rogers uh, Roger's good play all four quarters every minute, throw for five eighty, go straight in the canton. <laughs> Might as well get the New York people excited. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, there's Frank Schwab check it in on the roast Umber Coffee guest line. We do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day with today the MLB trading deadline, which is coming up at six PM. How much longer uh, will you put up with a rebuild before the Tigers are an American League championship contender again? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Local decision makers, local team members, and also they are based in Michigan here on the west side of the state, but service all of Michigan. So answer that question at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000.
0: Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
1: Bill Simonson with my good friend Greg Harris inside the leadership locker room. And today we're going to talk about succession planning. And I think succession is more than a hit TV series. Exactly, Bill. I think when people look at transitioning their ownership and leadership, uh, succession planning is nerve wracking. It's like, I'm going to sell my business that I started. It's my baby. And uh, my recommendation as a MA pr- person is make sure you start planning on time because there are definitely disruptors that can affect the business. And if you're not planning for disruptors, the M&A process and the business will be in check. Find out more at MaximizeLeadership.com. That's MaximizeLeadership.com. Or call toll-free 1-888-308-1600. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu
0: savings for all subjects and shop everything you need to head back to school at meyer start the day on a tasty note with select general Mills cereal two for four dollars with perks, and get plenty of supplies like crayola 24 count crayons for just 50 cents plus falls creek kids apparel or sleepwear is buy one get one for a dollar find it all in one place for the right price and get more for your money every time you shop meyer exclusions apply see all the deals in the meyer app You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan 19 radio stations Strong for the one close to you, go to Show.net. There you can also listen to the free live stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen live anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. News from Jeff Risden, one of our Lions insiders. For the Lions wire, the Lions have waved tight end Shane Zylstra with an injury designation. The move comes a day after Zylstra suffered a nasty knee injury in training camp. Zylstra was injured on a low hip from D back Khalil Dorsey in a red zone drill. Zalister is subject to waiver claims. If he goes unclaimed by another team, the third-year tight end will revert to the Lions' injured reserve. We had Dan Miller on earlier, and I said, get through training camp healthy. You know, you do wonder someday, as they're talking about quarterbacks and they protect them from low hits, if that low hit could be outlawed in the NFL where you can't go low. Uh, it's it's a penalty on going low on a quarterback. I know some will say, and I agree with you. You're going to change the game of football where well, they already have. Look what they do now to protect the quarterback. Why why is the quarterback the only person protected anywhere on the field? And, and some of the defenseless, you know, you know, blindside blocks. But really, college football stays on that more than the NFL. But Zylstra is a tough loss. Uh, he really showed up in that eight and two finish by the Lions. Now, if you miss any huge opinion, our conversation, full show, just search the Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big,
0: bad, huge.